Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast as we are into the middle part of January. Basketball season rolling along. Today on the WSN podcast, we're going to talk with longtime newspaper man in the state of Wisconsin, Tom Oates, former featured columnist at the Wisconsin State Journal, but also for many years was a prep sports writer and editor at the State Journal. Going to talk to him about his experiences covering high school sports, some of his memories that he has, and just get caught up on on what he's doing now and uh, and, and some of the things that he has going on. So uh, listen for that coming up shortly. Before we get to that, though, let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. A big thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring the WSN podcast and as one of the sponsors of our playoff coverage at wisports.net. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increased vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting, Kansas City Chiefs, and many more professional and national teams and organizations. We are, of course, into the busy part and the uh, main part of the high school winter sports schedule, including high school basketball, boys and girls basketball. We had Snowmageddon, at least in the southern part of the state on Tuesday, that wiped out many of the games around the state. Many postponements. Um, we're still working through uh, all of those, finding rescheduled dates, it's never an easy process. If you have something, if you have seen something get rescheduled and it's not updated on our site, please feel free to let us know. Coaches, we always appreciate if you can go in and update your schedule as uh, as it happens and as any changes might need to be made, whether it's a postponement because of weather or just a, a game time that might get changed here or there or location. Uh, we don't always get notifications on those. So any help you can provide will be greatly appreciated. We might be in round in uh in line for round 2 of Snowmageddon coming up this weekend. Talk of a pretty significant snowstorm on Friday. Hopefully that does not impact the excuse me the Midwest Players Classic. Our good friends over there, we talked with Brad Reinhardt, the director of the Midwest Players Classic, uh last week on the WSN podcast about that event coming up this weekend at the Lacrosse Center. They are set to have four games on Friday night, including a girls' game uh, leading things off at 4 o'clock, followed by three boys' basketball games. That's at the Lacrosse Center, a great event, one of the better in-season events of the year. Um, a great venue to watch basketball at the Lacrosse Center. Excellent teams. There's some very good teams from out of state, very good teams from in-state as well, including a number of ranked uh, teams, a number of highly regarded uh, individual players. You've got defending champion Luther there. You've got the top-ranked D4 team. Excuse me, Mineral Point, another top-five team in D4. Darlington is there. Uh, West Salem made it to state last year. So a good group of teams at the Midwest Players Classic. Hopefully that goes off without a hitch. Hopefully there's no weather impacts or they are limited. Um, 
there have been some years where they've had to adjust things. I, I can't remember if they had to completely cancel a couple years ago, perhaps because of weather, but uh, certainly can can cause some problems as teams travel to that event. If you're looking for more information, you can check out MidwestPlayersClassic.com for the full schedule. You can check out how to buy tickets. A reminder, as Brad referenced last week, it is digital tickets that are required. You can purchase them ahead of time. You can purchase them the day of the event as well. Very reasonable for four games on Friday night. It's $10 a piece. For eight games on Saturday, $15 total. That's for the day. Student tickets are $7. Their senior citizen uh, discount. Children five and under are free. There's going to be some cool things going on around the lacrosse center, including some of the vendors that will have uh, have things set up. There's uh, going to be a, a shoe company, or excuse me, a shoe store. Uh, I think it's at Kicks, I believe, is uh, is what Brad said. That will have a table set up. They'll have a pop up store available if you're looking for some new Kicks. So make sure you check that out. Um, if you're traveling to lacrosse area and you're looking for somewhere to eat, there's Excellent restaurants downtown, but if you're if you're up for a little bit of a drive, head to Big Boar Barbecue out in West Salem. They uh, usually cater and provide uh, meals for the staff and media that are working there behind the scenes. I don't know that they have a front-facing uh, uh, stand at the event, but out in West Salem at their uh, restaurant, Big Boar Barbecue, if you can get out there, check it out. I love going there anytime I'm up in that area. Um not too far off the interstate and a very, very good barbecue joint. So check out Big Boar Barbecue. Again, the Midwest Players Classic this Friday and Saturday. If you're looking for more information, you can visit MidwestPlayerClassic.com or listen to our podcast last weekend when we, uh, or excuse me, last week when we chatted with Brad uh, Reinhardt, who's the head coach at Aquinas and one of the organizers of the event. Uh, other things going on at Wisports.net before we get into our conversation with Tom Oates. Uh, of course, the newest coaches polls have come out this week. Uh, you can check out any changes in the week seven rankings, boys and girls at WSN. Mark Miller also put out some recent updates to the boys basketball player rankings. I believe he is through the class of uh, uh, the, the senior group, the sophomore or junior group, sophomore group. And I think he just put out or will put out shortly his initial player rankings for the class of 2027, which is the freshman group. Um, Norbert Durs put out some uh, some updates on girls basketball player rankings recently. Speaking of player rankings, I will begin work on football class of 2025 player rankings coming up um, sometime in the next few weeks. It might get into early February. Uh, but I'll, I'll certainly update when those are going to be coming out and available. This first group of rankings that I will do will be uh, a one through 50, uh, just overall, as well as others to watch. And then, of course, as we get into the summertime, we will do a more detailed and updated football player ranking at that time, where we'll look at positional rankings, generally a top 15 at each position, as well as an updated top 50 overall as we get a chance to review additional information, uh, look at you know kids' performances at camps, get some updated uh, times and, and combine-type numbers, get out to see some kids in some of those events, uh, additional opportunities to review some tape and, and talk with some coaches, college and high school. Uh, so you can look for that coming up in the next few weeks. Speaking of college coaches, 
want to give a big shout out to a few of our good friends uh, in the college coaching world that have moved up in uh, in recent uh, weeks here. Tim Polisek, our good friend, got the head coaching job at North Dakota State. Absolutely thrilled for, for Tim. He's a Wisconsin guy, went to Iola, Scandinavia, was a record-setting quarterback at Concordia University, coached in the state uh, uh, coming up and recruited the state uh, when he was at NDSU, when he was at Northern Illinois, when he was back at NDSU, when he went to Iowa, then when he went to Wyoming most recently, and now he's the head coach at North Dakota State. He'll replace Matt Entz, who moves on to the staff at USC. So really excited for uh, for Coach Polisek. And a couple other guys at South Dakota State, which recently won a second straight uh, national title in D1 FCS. Danny Freund, Kenosha St. Joseph record-setting quarterback, he has uh, who went on to star at North Dakota. He has been at North Dakota, his alma mater, for I think it was 13 years and got a chance to know Danny really well. He was a frequent visitor at the uh, WFCA Combine. Super, super nice guy. I, I can't even describe how, how nice uh, Danny is, which as a football coach isn't always the the case, but super nice guy. Always uh, great talking with uh, with my kids when I would bring them along. I was asked about uh, my kids and the family. I uh, talked to him uh, every once in a while as well, just catching up. And uh, he is moving from North Dakota to be the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at South Dakota State. Speaking of South Dakota State, Ryan Olson, uh, Stoughton High School graduate, came up through the ranks in the state of Wisconsin. He is going to be the co-offensive coordinator at South Dakota State. Ryan's another guy that I've gotten to know well over the years, always attends the WFCA Combine, and uh, always good to catch up with him. He's uh, done a great job recruiting the state of Wisconsin. Their team this year had seven players from the state as part of that national championship team. Uh, So huge congratulations to those guys as they – move on and up in the coaching ranks. Great to see all Wisconsin guys that are doing uh, some really cool things at very high level Division I FCS programs. Well, let's get to our uh, our interview in just a moment here with Tom Oates. But before we do that, let's remind everybody out there one more time to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. All right, as we continue our conversation around high school sports on the WSN podcast, excited to bring in our next guest to talk a little bit about not only high school sports, but just sports in Wisconsin in general. Longtime newspaper man here in the state of Wisconsin at the Wisconsin State Journal, Tom Oates, our uh, our good friend. Tom, appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast to give us a few minutes and, and catch up and chat a little bit. My pleasure, Travis. I always like talking high school sports. It's uh, one of my favorite events are often high school sports. So, and, and that's what I wanted to ask you about because you spent a lot of years covering uh, sports in general in Wisconsin, but many people know you as the uh, kind of the voice of, of Wisconsin sports um, as a featured columnist at the Wisconsin State Journal where you covered the Badgers and the Packers and the Brewers and the Bucks and you know, kind of uh, became the pulse of of sports in Wisconsin. But you always stayed true to those high school roots. And I would see you at state tournaments for basketball or football. Um, you know, you you stayed in tune with what was going on in high school sports in Wisconsin. Um, 
I guess first, give us a little bit your your experience and, and walk us through, you know, how you got into uh, journalism and and where you started and and why high school sports kind of stayed, uh, you know, at the forefront of what you followed and what you paid attention to during your time at the State Journal. Yeah, I was in school at Madison. I mean, I grew up uh, in Appleton and, of course, uh, in the Lombardi years. I was a huge Packer fan and, uh, you know, was as a kid was uh, bound for Apple and Xavier High School. And that was in the absolute peak of the Torchy Clark football and basketball years at Xavier in the 60s when I was a kid. And uh, so I just had a great interest. And I was thrashing around. I went to school at, at Wisconsin and thrashing around looking for something to do. And a buddy said, hey, come write for the Badger Herald. And so I did and got a job uh, at the State Journal as a one of the Friday night phone answers with a bunch of other college kids, uh, you know, taking high school box scores and highlights and all that. We've all done that, right, Travis? And uh, so I you know, I got doing that. And then, uh, then when I graduated, I got a job in Fort Atkinson at, at a, a small daily paper down there and worked down there as the sports editor and came back to Madison in 1980. And my first job was prep sports coordinator at the state journal, my first as a full-timer. So that started in the, sometime in, in 1980. And I did that for a while and branched out to be a beat writer for the Packers, for Badger basketball, uh, things like that, and uh, eventually in the '90s became a became the uh, kind of the lead sports columnist at the State Journal. And uh, you know, like I said, I got lucky. I got to cover Super Bowls and Final Fours and uh, uh, championship, uh, some Brewer playoffs in the later years. Uh, you know, Bucks playoffs. Uh, just, there's a lot of great things and, but, uh, always love the state basketball tournament. Uh, that, you know, I, uh, predate the state football tournament when I was in school, actually, actually, and WISA started its state football program, uh, its state football playoff, uh, my senior year of high school. And, uh, uh, but I always loved the state basketball tournament when I was a kid in the sixties, it was a. It was a real magical time for state, uh, the state boys basketball tournament um, with with uh, the great Milwaukee Lincoln teams um, and, uh, you know, everybody trying to beat them. And uh, so just fell in love with that and covered high school sports uh, in the first, you know, probably 15 years of my career or 10 years extensively. And uh, like I said, just I, I just it's a. It's still a relatively pure form of sport. Uh, you know, the, the grubby mitts are getting all in, into it in some ways, but uh, it's still, I still go to a lot of games. My, uh, I got a cousin, distant cousin, that's playing for Brookfield Central right now. So I've been to a couple Brookfield Central games, and I go to games around the Madison area just because I just love high school sports. You mentioned that you had covered uh, Packers Super Bowls and you know, professional sports and, and everything, but what are some of the memories that you have in your time covering high school sports, either as the, the prep editor or, or since that time, what are some things that might stand out from, from high school sports that you've seen over the years? Well, just, I think it's games more than anything and, and great, great athletes and great matchups of, you know, I always thought one of the cool, really, I mean, look what Sam Decker did in the state tournament. 
Uh, I go back to what Lamont Weaver did in the state basketball tournament in 1969. Lamont's a friend to this day. And uh, he uh, hit a 55-foot shot to send a game into over championship game into overtime. And uh, um, I, I always thought one of the great matchups was Sam Oakey versus Anthony Peeper, two of the two of the great small school players to ever uh, ever play here. And, and you know, one, Peeper played at Marquette. Oki played at Wisconsin and then Iowa. So just real talented kids. So I, I guess you'd have to say uh, just some of those. I talked about it. Uh, some of the great dynasties. Milwaukee Lincoln was was incredible. Uh, and uh, in the in the 60s, uh, the backcourt of Clarence Sherrod and Freddie Brown, downtown Freddie Brown, uh, I think was unmatched in the history of the state. And then you go to uh, Tom Diener's dynasty at Milwaukee Vincent late nineties, early aughts, and, uh, just things like that. And, uh, there's some football championship games, Kimberly, uh, storming back to win that championship game. I can't remember the score 45 to 38 or something like that. Um, I, I can't remember exactly the score, but that and, and great performances. I mean, there's just, if you, if you watch enough high school sports, you see some really amazing things and you see, uh, both athletes and teams doing truly amazing things. Uh, one of the reasons I always love the state basketball tournament is because the teams that get there are a talented, but B they're playing their best basketball. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament in basketball. They're playing, absolutely playing their best basketball that they can play. And uh, uh, that just, it, it ends up with a, uh, you know, it's real high end, high end sports when you get down to championship levels and, and uh, in any, any of the sports, really. Uh, I, was, I always thought the state track meet was a great event. Uh, just seeing all those athletes and, and you know, uh, especially crossover athletes and f- football players and, and uh, you know, and track people. So, yeah, no, I think I just uh, – those are some, uh, like I said, a lot of them have to do with the state basketball tournament because I always uh, made it a point to try and get there. It got hard. You know, it was easy in the early years I covered the Badger basketball team. They were always off on, on the weekend of March of uh, St. Patrick's Day because they never made the NCAA tournament, and that's when the state basketball tournament was, so I could go all the time. But then, then uh, they got, you know, obviously got really good starting with, in the late eighties or nineties, excuse me. And we're going every year. So I had to miss a few, but Hey, I've, I've sat in uh, press rooms at NCAA tournaments and streamed state tournament basketball games or state tournament football games. So um, always enjoy that. Yeah. We're talking with Tom Oates, uh, longtime uh, newspaper man here in the state of Wisconsin and the featured editor at the Wisconsin state journal for many years. <clears throat> Tom, we sometimes tend to romanticize, um, you know, looking back and especially high school sports. But as you look back, you know, what 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 are some of the changes that you've seen, good or bad, from, you know, the 80s and 90s or even the 60s and 70s? You mentioned the Milwaukee Lincoln teams, and that's, you know, teams that a lot of people bring up and, and talk about how, you know, incredible they were. And you fast forward to now where it used to be that the newspaper people got to tell the story of those teams. There was, you know, 
you'd only see them at the state tournament maybe. And now you can watch pretty much any game, anytime, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin and around the country for that matter via streaming. You can you can get immediate updates on wisports.net or on social media or what have you. Um, just how how has that changed in uh, how high school sports has been covered and consumed as a fan? Do you lose some of that, you know, nostalgia, romanticism about, oh, I, I remember reading about Sam Oki and, you know, what he did and, oh, gosh, get to see him in person for the first time was pretty amazing. You know, how, how has that evolved and changed over the years? Well, I think there used to be more of a mystique about high school sports. Um, uh, for an example, let me go back to my childhood when in the 60s, uh, Alma came to the state basketball tournament a couple of times in a row. They had 100 kids in that school. And they had some really good players. Uh, my college roommate was uh, was from Alma and younger than them. But I played with all those guys at some point in my life when they would come down to Madison or whatever. And they had a lot of really good players. And they had 100 kids in the school. And they made it to state in a one-class state tournament. You want to talk about uh, a mystique and an aura? Uh, another small school, Cumberland, uh, the great John Shell, who played for the Badgers. Uh, Son Jay played for the Badgers, um, uh, came down to state in the '60s, and those those stories were, I think, just phenomenal. Uh, uh, part of a lot of it's been watered down uh, in, in a sense of tournament play with with what I think are too many divisions. I long ago accepted there needed to be divisions, but you you kind of miss those Cinderella stories and and uh, that you used to get and. You know, I I go back to the state basketball tournament. I, I always thought that, you know, the Division One should have never changed from eight teams. I thought that was that was kind of the, the selling point of the tournament. I mean, trust me, the rest of it is great. And and the small schools are great and seeing those kids play and all that. But if you if you're talking about a, a building up an aura and a mystique about about an event, three games in three days. Uh, with uh, with the top teams in the state uh, is just phenomenal, and I think in some sports, maybe football, uh, basketball, uh, we we've probably gone to too many divisions, um, and just kind of waters down waters down everything, and and you you don't really get those great Cinderella stories. It's you know, there's no Cinderella story when Arrowhead meets McQuanago in the state championship football game. It's a great game. It's a lot of, you know, good athletes, college-bound athletes, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there used to be a little bit more of a mystique, I would say. Uh, let's let's move on um, and talk a little bit about, you know, what, what you're up to now. Um, you had retired at the State Journal a couple years ago. Uh, but what's keeping you busy? You mentioned you're going to some high school games. And I know you've got uh, a podcast with Mike Lucas, a uh, good friend of the show as well that, that you're working on. But you know, what's what's keeping you busy these days, Tom? Well, the last couple of years, it's been family related, uh, uh, elderly parents related uh, business. So I think we all go through that. And I'm not crying about it, but, you know, it, it, it does end up consuming some of your time. And uh, but uh, Mike Lucas and I have a podcast that we started uh, under the auspices of the cap times. 
we do it once a week. And that's been a lot of fun. Luke and I go way back. And uh, although, you know, we may be old men yelling at clouds or whatever they call me on Twitter all the time, um, you know, we've seen a lot. And, and we, have a, uh, we have a wealth of experience to draw from because what I found in sports is that most everything that happens, if you've been around long enough, you've seen it before. It's, it, there's a lot of the same kinds of things. Uh, it's very cyclical in that regard. And so there's a, there's a great deal of experience there. And, you know, we try and draw on that and, and, you know, but talk current, we don't, we don't sit and reminisce about the, about the seventies, uh, the, the Dave McLean eighties or, you know, uh, but it, it just, it, it's, uh, I think it really helps to have kind of that frame of reference when, when things happen, when, when Wisconsin decides to change its offense from, from uh, a grounded pound to an air raid. Uh, you know, some of us have seen things like that happen here before where coaches came in and we're going to change, going to change everything around. So uh, that's been the, been the biggest deal. Uh, other than that, uh, like I said, I, I just like the freedom to be able to go to a, a whitewater Platteville basketball game or a, a, a high school football high school football game went to a brookfield central game my uh cousin first cousin whatever twice removed whatever he is i uh, was there was brookfield central's running back i didn't know i was watching the state champion because marquette kicked him all over the field and uh didn't know i was watching the eventual state champion but uh anyway i i just love doing stuff like that i go to a lot of games uh i'll go back to a xavier game now and then uh you know, just I, I go to Madison High School games or area high school games, all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, you know, I, I have the freedom to do that now. I'm not, uh, you know, up in Green Bay every Wednesday for press conference day or, or uh, uh, you know, traveling on weekends to uh, Badger, Packer games, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to just kind of have the freedom to go and uh, – do what you do what you want to do well speaking of kind of doing what you would like to do um i wanted to ask you kind of the the changing landscape in media not just prop sports but just in in sports media in general you know since you had have gotten into it uh in the in the 80s and into where it is now you know what are what are some of the changes that you've seen what are some of the challenges that that the folks doing your job now face that you know, you didn't necessarily have to uh, worry a ton about uh, when you were coming up through what, what, what things have changed and, you know, what, what things are maybe not changing for the better when it comes to sports coverage in Wisconsin. Well, I think the changing face of newspapers has, has really changed the face of high school sports coverage. Um, uh, you know, newspapers used to be the go-to. I don't care whether you're, interested in a team and a conference. Uh, if you were in other media, the, you know, the state journal on the, the following morning had box scores and little write-ups on literally 60 to 75 games on a Saturday morning, uh, football, basketball, eventually, uh, girls, basketball, things like that. 
Um, that's all changed. Newspapers, sports sections are way have have uh, cut staff. Um, they've changed their deadlines radically, and they've become less results oriented and 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 more feature oriented. And I firmly believe that that uh, uh, a lot of sports fans are want to see result, want to see what happens. They want us to know who won, who scored twenty points, who ran for two hundred yards, who uh, who high jumped six eight. You know, I, I just think uh, there's a uh, the whole focus of the of the uh, newspaper the changing face of newspapers and it's not just high school sports. It's, it's pretty radical. Although the, although the, the state journal, you know, you can't find a result in there anymore. Um, uh, that's really changed. Now, had there, has there been other, uh, other people who've picked up the slack there? Yeah. You and your group are one of the, uh, the, the prime people behind that. And, uh, um, uh, it's still, it's not like it was though. I mean, I, I you know, uh, when I want to look up and see how a team did the night before, uh, a lot of times there won't be a box score anywhere on a, anywhere, not on any newspaper websites or any websites or anything, maybe two days later or something like that. But I, you know, I, I really, uh, think that, uh, the loss of, uh, of, of, you know that comprehensive reporting that that really every newspaper did with its local high school teams, uh, and and I don't I mean game coverage and not just occasional feature on somebody, uh, real consistent day to day game coverage. Uh, I just think that's really been lost, and I I think that's part of the beauty if you if you it's it's harder to follow high school sports now than it was and that it with all of our great media uh advancements and everything it's just harder uh you know uh because because uh you know as great as you guys as great a job as you guys do for instance you're a statewide organization you're you know uh i might be interested in the big eight conference or the badger conference or something like that and and uh you have way more fish to fry than just one conference. And again, you do a terrific job, but it's, 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 there's kind of that local sports element that I just think has really been lost. And I, I blame a lot of it on the decline of newspapers and, and you're right. Um, you know, I, there's other ways too, you know, you can stream games. Uh, I think radio has gotten back into, uh, when I was a kid, radio and uh, and high school radio always did high school sports locally, and then they got away from it for in the like seventies, eighties, nineties, and that they kind of got away from it. But I think local radios come back strong in high school sports. There's other ways to do it. I just miss the the real comprehensive coverage uh, and the immediacy of it, which was the next morning on your doorstep. Trust me. I spent enough Friday, Tuesday and Friday nights and Thursday nights later on in the state journal office compiling those things. And uh, uh, just the, the kind of the comprehensive nature of it and the immediacy of it 
I thought was was really helpful to cover to following high school sports. And we've made it a little harder for people to follow high school sports. Well, we're doing our part to try to make it easier for as many people oh, as we can. Oh, uh, oh, I know. Hey, trust me. You're my go-to, you're my go-to <laughs> website. Trust me on that. I'm not, I'm not in any way denigrating anything you guys do. Believe me. No, no, and, I and truly, we I truly appreciate it. But yeah, it's just, it, there, there was a system beforehand, and and it worked real well for the way I want to process high school sports. I guess, and maybe that's maybe I'm not maybe I'm not the normal person in that regard. But to be able to pick that paper up the next morning and see the, every result from all the area conferences, uh, I thought was was a a real uh, positive for high school sports, not, not just for the readers. Absolutely. And, and we, uh, you know, we, we've worked closely with many of the great newspaper, newspaper people around the state and uh, have, you know, never wanted to replace them. Um, but it, it has been, you know, certainly disappointing to see that kind of decline. I, I, I loved getting newspapers and, and looking at the box scores, whether it was high school sports or uh, even the, the professional sports box scores that used to be published. Um, you know, when I was when I was growing up, uh, look forward to reading Tom Oates' columns. Look forward to reading Andy Baggett's first impressions, second thoughts, and third degree columns. I think those were on Tuesdays, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bags uh, had that column. I stole his lead one time. So, yeah. So we uh, said, uh, first. What was that first? Uh, first impression, second thoughts, and the third degree. Yeah. I said first impressions, second thoughts, and the third. Uh, oh, oh, wrong column. Then I started over. So. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a great time to be a, a, a sports fan in the state of Wisconsin, reading Rob Hernandez and uh, Dennis Semrau covering prep sports in the Madison area, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to get back to that. As you said, many things are very cyclical, and, and we saw it in radio, as you mentioned, where they got away from local, many of them did, and, and have returned to that. Hopefully in the newspaper business, that will be an increased emphasis as uh, as they realize that there's a million places you can go to get Packers news and analysis and Badgers coverage, but you know local uh, local sports, local high school sports, are something that they could have uh, you know kind of a, a monopoly on if they if they wanted to um, from a from a localized standpoint. So we uh, we would love to see that and get back yeah. to that. Um, and you know what, Travis? There's a lot of good people doing a lot of good work around the state, but absolutely. they just have but they just have more handcuffs on them now than they used to in terms of deadlines and lack of staff and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in terms of giving people what, what people, people became used to getting. And, and that's sad, but there's still a lot of good high schools reporting going on all around the state. Uh, everybody's trying doing, uh, you know, but man, they're stretched thin. Uh, you know, I talked to John Mason, uh, old colleague a lot and uh you know he's he's stretched pretty thin and i think he's indicative of a lot of high school uh prep writers and reporters these days for sure um before we let you go i don't want to steal too much from the wisconsin sports cast but i want to throw this question out to you we have uh we've seen a little bit of a dip in badger football the Packers, even though they've made the playoffs and there's obviously a momentum around them, the Bucks, uh, the Brewers, um, 
of those kind of major teams in the state of Wisconsin, who is best positioned going forward? Maybe not right now or this year, but kind of, you know, longer term, three to five years, which of those teams is best positioned moving forward in your opinion? Well, I think the Packers, I think they're, uh, when you look at what Jordan Love has done, I, I'm not ready to sit and say he's going to be the third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. But I think he, his improvement this year and steady improvement uh, and some of the throws he's made, especially in the last uh, four or five games, um, I think you're, it's very likely the Packers will have an excellent starting quarterback going forward. And in that league, that means everything. So I th- I, I think uh, they're positioned well. I think I think Matt LaFleur is a better coach uh, without Aaron Rodgers around. And I'm not an Aaron Rodgers basher. I think people have forgotten all that he did for this franchise. But I don't think he was easy to work with. And I think uh, uh, I think Matt LaFleur is kind of finding his own footing uh, with a with a young quarterback who's who's willing and able to to do what's asked of him. So. I think I think they are really uh, uh, really in good position. I worry about the box. They've you know they keep every year they they throw they 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 throw a new set of teammates at Jan, at Giannis and, and and Middleton and and hope it works. And you know with Drew Holiday it was defense, and now with Dame Lillard it's offense, and they don't play any defense. It, they just don't seem to be able to get enough people around around Giannis in particular. Um, uh, let's see. I, I, the Brewers seem to be on a, a less aggressive path of signing of signing any kind of major talent. They, they seem to be really have focused on a on a on a farm system oper, uh, type operation. So and that can work, uh, but it's iffy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think Marquette's in great shape with Shaka Smart. I think Radger basketball's in great shape with Greg Gard. Uh, I thought by the end of this year, we would have a great handle on the Luke Fickle era at Wisconsin. I don't think we do. I think they kind of thrashed around during the season looking for, for this, for that, uh, for a, and, and it didn't really come together. I, I don't, I'm not saying it can't because, uh, you know, again, I thought Luke Fickle was a very good hire. Um, I thought Jim Leonard would have been a better hire, but I think Luke Fickle was a great hire and uh, he might get his staff a little better squared away. Sometimes when you put together a staff quickly, you don't really get all the guys you want. And maybe in the second year, you're able to go get more guys that you really want. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I think he's on the right track. I think he's energized their recruiting. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and that's uh, the heart and soul of, college sports is recruiting especially in this era where you know the you, recruiting is 24 7 365 with uh with uh you know portal and and all and all that kind of stuff so i do think uh fickle has brought a totally new energy and direction to their recruiting and that bodes well for the future uh but man some of those schedules in the, in the coming years in, in badger football you know, there's going to be no more divisions. There's no more bunch of patsies in the West. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to beat the Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio States, Penn States, USC, Oregon, Washington, 
uh, it's going to be pretty tough. I really think so. And, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, this year, you know, would have been interesting if Mordecai hadn't hurt, hurt his hand. I think, uh, they might've had a, a little difference in some of those games, but, uh, I, I wanted to see more established, more of an offensive identity established more of a defensive identity established and uh, i didn't really see that and i think that's what 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 you were what you were hoping for out of this year plus it was an easy schedule and you you thought they might throw in a 10 and 2 like iowa did and i think it was possible but there was just too much transition new coaches new schemes a lot of new players uh there was a lot of transition but uh, I, and by no means writing off the Luke Fickle here because they went seven and six. Absolutely not. I, I, I think, uh, when he gets his own players in here and, uh, and, and some pretty decent ones, apparently based on the recruiting class, um, uh, I, I think there's a chance there. So by and large, I don't think anything's going down. It's beautiful to have two hockey programs in the top three of the country, men's and women's. Um, there's just a lot going on, and I don't think there's any anybody that's fallen off the cliff or is about to fall off the cliff. Uh, you just, you know, you, you hope uh, sooner or later they can all put. I mean, the Brewers won 90 plus games last year. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's still a good time. It's, but it's, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's all about championships these days, and and those are a little harder to come by than and really good records and playoff placement and all that business. So um, a few more championships would help, but we'll see. Uh, what I, I think in answer to your question, the Packers, I think, are at this point are much better situated than they were a year ago, for instance. Uh, we know a lot more about Jordan Love. Uh, I have been a wait-and-see guy on Jordan Love, but uh, – uh, I'd say the last half of the year, he showed a lot. And, hey, kudos to Tom Clements, who's, who is one heck of a quarterback coach. Not if they can just get a new defensive coach. <laughs> well, actually, their defense <laughs> in both the last two years, their defense has played better toward the end of the season. Uh, I think uh, it takes Bear, Joe Barry too long to figure out what his defensive strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, he's not by nature an aggressive defensive, uh, defensive coach. And uh, I don't think he's a horrible coach. I think he's got a bad rap around here. I don't think he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's got some, some issues and, and they, his teams do not play his defenses in green Bay. Anyway, have not played well the first half to three quarters of the season. And they, 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 I think they've figured out a, a little better way to play. Now they'll get a huge test against Dallas. Uh, but they figured out a little better way to play. And that happened last year, too, if you recall. Uh, but I, I just I, – I, I like defensive coaches who are aggressive and who, who do a lot of things and play a lot of games and show a lot of – show a lot of uh, – do a lot of head fakes, you know. And uh, that's one of the reasons I thought Jimmy Leonard was – a a great defensive coordinator. And so, uh, yeah, but I, I do think Barry's time has probably come, come and gone at this point, no matter what they do in the playoffs. Of course, if they win the Super Bowl, can't be going around giving pink slips out to your coaches. That's for dang sure.
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, Tom, and we'll that's let not you, a uh, Super Bowl prediction, Travis. Don't. That is not a Super Bowl <laughs> prediction. There, that's that's going to be the headline on Twitter. Tom Oates predicts <laughs> Packers win scoop, Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Tom, we appreciate you joining us. We'll let you let you get out of here, but uh big thank you. And I will tell you, you you said that uh you know you feel like maybe you're old men yelling at clouds on the Wisconsin Sportscast. My 12-year-old son Brock loves listening to the Wisconsin Sportscast. He wants to listen to it every time we get in the car and have somewhere to go. So you've got at least one younger demographic fan uh going oh, for you. And you guys are doing great. I love listening to it, love hearing you and Lucas get back at it. I was a big fan of the sports reporters or uh uh, sidelines, excuse me. Um, so I'm a big fan as well, but just know you, you do have one uh, younger fan as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. They, nice you have an old soul for a son. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Tom, we'll let you get out of here. Again, thanks for joining us on the WSN podcast. We'll look forward to ch- uh, catching up with you, uh, probably hopefully at the state tournament. Um, but Tom Oates has been our guest, longtime newspaper man here in the state of Wisconsin. Tom, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure, Travis. All right, a big thank you to Tom Oates for joining us on the WSN podcast. Again, you can catch him on the Wisconsin Sportscast on your podcast platform of choice, probably the one that you're listening to the WSN podcast on right now. Well, that will do it. We're going to move on. We're going to move up. We're going to move on to uh, a weekend of high school basketball around the state. Hopefully, again, the weather stays good enough to to allow that to happen. Uh, But before we move on, Let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. A reminder that the place, the resource that you're going to want to check for all your high school sports information throughout this winter basketball season and the upcoming spring season, of course, fall, especially football next year, is Wisports.net. You can find all of the scores, schedules, rosters, box scores, statewide stats leaders. Even though people try to rip them off and pass them off as their own, Wisports.net is the only place that has full stats leaders in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, If you're looking for coaches polls, if you're looking for player rankings, and if you're looking for in-depth analysis, player rankings, previews, playoff previews as we move into that season shortly, Make sure you check out Wisports.net. It should be a daily destination for any and all high school sports fans. All right, that will do it for today for the WSN Podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.